Today's guest is Brian Murphy. Brian is the founder and owner of A-Action Realty Inspection Services. Having done over 64,000 inspections in North Texas, A-Action is one of the number one companies. And we're gonna talk today about his journey as an individual entrepreneur, all the way to where he is now, running a large organization. Welcome to the podcast. Did you originally grow up in Texas, or? I grew up in Grand Prairie. Oh, wow, okay, yeah, so, so you're a total DFW native. Yes. Yeah. All right. Been here all my life. All your life. I think I recall you're spending a lot of your time at Cedar Creek Lake now. That's our new home base. Okay. Now, the office itself or the for the business is still based out of Arlington. The good okay. thing about our particular business, we can go virtual because right. we dispatch all of our inspectors from their homes. Yeah. And... Um, and and the people who take our calls, we hire them ourselves. And one lives in Cedar Creek, and one actually lives in Idaho. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. And I mean, virtual is, is crazy. And yeah, customers aren't coming to your office. No. And yeah. So we use voice over IP. So she has a cube, and as long as she has internet access at home, she can take that cube anywhere. Yeah. And the calls look like they're coming right here from DFW. Right. So that's like so you're a DFW Texas native. I trust then you raise your family here yes. in the Dallas area. How did you end up getting into the home inspection real estate industry? It, it was something that I just kind of happened to cross. Okay. So um, my wife was pregnant with our fourth child. I was in law enforcement at the time. Oh, wow. And so I wanted to be able to do something on the side that I could earn money and, you know, earn decent money and but still be a police officer but allow my wife to be able to stay home because when you have four children and you're paying daycare, <laughs> if she worked, she would just be working for daycare. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy how that works out. You're like, well, we're just trading yeah. money so that you can not take care of the kids. So one Christmas, uh, a brother-in-law was uh, at the Christmas party, and I was talking with him, and he was telling me what he was doing, and I was like, you know, that doesn't sound hard. That's something I can do. Mm -hmm. And uh, asked if I could ride along with him a couple of times. You know, it's just, I, I'm really handy. I have a great background of being able to do things. Yeah. And um, and so I uh, rode, rode with him a couple of times and I said, what will it take to be able to do this? And so I did some research, kind of learned about it and was able to get licensed. Okay. And then that was in started in 1991 doing started with the licensing process and then went out on my own in 1995. So did you is there an apprentice model with home inspections or when I got into the business you had to go through the apprenticeship. So that's apprenticeship, good. Yeah. An apprentice and then inspector and then a professional inspector. Yeah. It's not like that anymore. Okay. Yeah, nowadays they can go to school and do X amount of uh, book hours and then do 40 hours of field, take a state test and become a professional home inspector, which is my license, yeah. without performing a single inspection. Well, that uh, sounds much more <laughs> thorough than a real estate license. <laughs> I, mean, I, I wish it was harder for people to get their real estate license, but that's mm -hmm. a separate topic. Um, so what was it like being a police officer? Oh, I enjoyed it. Yeah, uh -huh. it was actually a dream of mine to be able to become a police officer. Okay, and um, I was working uh, aerospace before, and of course, you know, different presidents have different uh, things for uh, what they want to spend their money on, <laughs> and so when. Uh, 
creating more planes wasn't one of them, I got laid off. Mm. And so I decided to chase my dream and uh, went to the academy, put myself through the academy, and then started looking for nice. positions. position. What city were you a police officer? Cedar Hill. Cedar Hill. Started, okay. in, started in Irving and then moved over to Cedar, Cedar Hill and stayed there for seven years. Wow, that's a long time. I mean, I feel like that job, I've had some clients that are police officers, great people. I just feel like it's a ton of work and personal strain it can be. Yeah. yeah. I intentionally chose a, a small city because I, w- I actually wanted to be engaged with the community. I didn't want it yeah. to go call to call to call to call. Yeah, like here in Plano with a couple hundred thousand people. Yeah. At, yeah. at the time, Cedar Hill only had 35,000 people. So, it, you know, you, you had plenty of downtime, but when you had a call, it was a call. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was surreal. <laughs> yeah. So you started getting your license in 1991. And then I think I saw on your website 1995 is, is when I went out on my own. Okay. So whenever I was a police officer, I had enough seniority to be able to pick my shift. Mm-hmm. So I worked from 3 p.m. to 11 p.m. And then I intentionally took days off during the week. So I had Tuesdays and Wednesdays or Wednesdays and Thursdays. So I would go do an inspection or two before I ever went to the station, then went and worked eight hours, went home, went to bed, woke up the next morning, did a little bit of paperwork. Yeah, went and did another inspection. Went to the real job, and yeah, and, and so my wife and I talked about it, and we uh, basically said, uh, once the inspection business, we could uh, put money away, you know, that mm-hmm. you know, to for our retirement, and to be able to afford our own health insurance, we I would we would go out on our own and leave the police department. And it kind of hit a point about 18 months in to where... This, That's good timing to yeah. kind of hit critical mass quickly. Yeah, and the side business was paying more than the, the full-time <laughs> the job. Full-time so. job. <laughs> How did you get customers in the early days? Uh, back then, like, agents actually went to the office. There was no email. <laughs> <laughs> That's pre-email. Sure, it wasn't quite as widely used, for yeah. sure. And so uh, I went to offices. So if I didn't have an inspection... I still got cleaned up, I still got dressed, and I hit the road and started making offices, dropping off uh, brochures and flyers and business cards and networking and just staying in front of them. So at what point did it go from you to being A-Action Inspections? That's a neat little story. Um, It was about 18 months doing it full-time by myself. I showed up uh, at an inspection and... The realtor um, was there, and he goes, Brian, I'm going to have to stop using you. And I was like, what? what did, did I do something wrong? <laughs> this yeah, is but, not a good review. Yeah, because he he was easily giving me, you know, four to five a month. That's a busy real estate agent, too. He's a good, he was a good agent. And he, he says, well, I'm going to have to quit using you. You're always booked out five days. You're always booked out six mm-hmm. days, and it's hard to get you when I need you. And so um, I, I said, do me a favor. Don't stop using me. I'll make things, if you call, I'll move things around as necessary or do an extra one if I have to, and I'll get you fit in real quick, and I'll get this fixed. And um, about two weeks later, I found my first inspector and hired them, went through about four to five months of training. They rode with me every day on inspections and then put put him in the field, and his schedule just filled right up. Uh huh. So I hired another one. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. So you hired inspector. Your first hire was an inspe- another inspector, mm-hmm. 
And then was was your wife Brenda? Was she doing like appointments and scheduling she for was the time? Ske- you, okay. She was scheduling, uh, and that's back in the day when it was handwritten reports and three three oh, that's part a good point. N- yeah. NCR paper. And so she would type up all the headers for me. She would book the appointments mm-hmm. and uh, keep our schedule straight. She probably did it on an actual calendar. An actual yeah. calendar. Yeah. Yeah, back in the day, we call it the football. Okay. Yeah, you got to hand off the football. <laughs> wow, that's so, funny to think about. Yeah, and this is back in pager days and in yeah. uh, coin-operated phones. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true, a young person. Yeah. Uh, we have some young people on our team, and I don't know if they've seen pay phones in real life <laughs> or just in the movies. I remember my first cell phone. It was a bag phone, uh-huh. and uh, we'd travel around in it, and it was like 70 cents a minute to mm-hmm. make a phone call. You know, my dad worked on call and he had one of those too. And um, we you did not use that phone except to call work or if there was an emergency. That is correct. (laughs) Because this was also when gas was ninety nine cents. Yes, or maybe less in Texas. I was in California, so I mean, yeah, it's like a gallon of gas per minute, basically, (laughs) just to talk on the on the bag phone. Yeah, so Brenda was answering the phones, and then I would hire, you know, I, I would be in charge of the field, and she would be in charge of the office, and it still kind of operates that way okay. as well. I just don't do as many residential home inspections. I do more, mostly uh, specialty-type stuff. But she, uh, she, she runs the office, and she's in charge of the, uh, the girls in the office. Okay. And then, uh, and then I'm in charge of the field. So anything in the field that needs to be taken care of, it goes to my manager first and then to me because yeah so you're still doing inspections i i do yeah i i love it you know it's just it's in me mm-hmm. and it's something i enjoy but i try to get the inspectors to do all the the cookie cutter every day mm-hmm. and then if something special comes up a large commercial building a multifamily dwelling or water intrusion investigation i do those okay so i i know you guys do inspections for both commercial and residential I suspect most of the business is residential. Yeah, the majority of it. So for somebody who's never bought a house, what is a home inspection? Well, that's a good question. So it's basically kind of set up as consumer protection. And so uh, we're regulated by the Texas Real Estate Commission, so we have a set standards of practice that we have to follow. So it's it's an evaluation of the, uh, it's a performance evaluation. That's one thing we try to get real clear up front. It's not like a code inspection. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of code-based information in the report, but it is is the home performing? So is the foundation performing, giving adequate support to the structure? Yeah. Is the grading and drainage moving water away from the house? You know, is there any deterioration or rot to the outside of the home? Is the roof shedding water, not leaking? <laughs> yeah, um, that's a good point. So in part of what we do, we're not required to, but we age the heat and air equipment, and it's performance-based. So is it performing? Mm-hmm. Is it heating adequately? Is it cooling adequately? Is the water heater, you know, working properly? And we give them ages. And if it hits a certain age, we don't tell them that it needs to be replaced. We just tell them this is the age, and you should consider budget in the near future for replacement right and then it's a full evaluation of you know all the outlets which is fixtures and appliances yeah. in the home so it's basically it helps a consumer understand what they're purchasing you know it's it's one of those where when you as an agent you're showing people a home and they may spend a half an hour in the house 
and yeah. make one or of less the sometimes or less and make one of the biggest purchasing decisions in probably ninety percent of their lives. Right. You know, ninety percent of the people buying a home, that's the largest purchase they'll ever make. And they're making it in twenty or thirty minutes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it does blow my mind. So we get to spend about three hours in a home, really get to know the mm-hmm. home and then be able to deliver the information to yeah. them. So then they can make an educated decision. Does it still meet their expectations or is it yeah. Not, not what they thought. I sometimes will use the metaphor of I'm like, it's like taking a used car to a mechanic and making sure you're not buying a lemon. Correct. And and then <laughs> clients are like, okay, yeah, I get it. Yeah. I mean, I, I use the car metaphors too much in, in real estate, but it's like every, not everybody's about a house. Many people have transacted in a car at some point so they can kind of make some of the connections. But right. it's way different because the Toyota Camry is a Toyota Camry. <laughs> Like it's a camera. The same floor plan across the street can be entirely different. That is correct. Right there. So that's the tricky part too. It's like it's not it's not apples and apples. It's apples and oranges, even when it appears to be the same. Right. Yeah. So your company's been around for will it be thirty years soon? Yes. Yeah. Congratulations. That's great. In August we started our thirtieth year. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's super cool. And so we already talked about kind of in the beginning, like how you started to scale. I think I saw on your website, you've done over 64,000 home inspections now. Yes. If you could give advice to a buyer, what one piece of advice would you give them? Definitely have the inspection. Never, ever waive the inspection, even on new construction. Yeah. And uh, we we saw in this last... um, when the prices shot up and a lot of people, uh, short option periods, people would waive the inspection. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, even though you feel good about the home and even though you're going to buy the home, regardless what the inspection says, you should still have the inspection. You, you're going to find things that you probably had no idea was there. Yeah. I did a, a I work with attorneys as well. And so <sighs> during that time, I was a, I, I got a lot of business from attorneys for people going back and suing the previous homeowner. They waived the inspection. Interesting. Okay. And then got into the house and it was not what it was disclosed to be. And then I would go in and do a full blown inspection and then they use that uh, to go back and sue the previous homeowner. Interesting. But yeah, I don't like my clients to, I don't know that I've had anybody in a long, long time waive the inspection. I think I think maybe one of the only times was the veteran who was like, "No, I think the VA will inspect it in the appraisal." And I was like, "Well, I mean, it's gonna be more thorough than like a regular appraiser, but I think you should still do it." So um, the the second part to that is um, on the inspection. The inspector is going to tell you a lot of stuff. So really focus on the main items, you know, the what I call the top five is the heat and air, the water heater, the foundation, yeah. the roof structure, roof covering, and the electrical uh, panel box. Don't pick on the little stuff. The little stuff is minutia that's in the middle that we have to tell people. Mm-hmm. But pay, pay attention to the, the larger items. As long as they're okay, everything else is fixable. Everything right. else is repairable. Yeah, uh, using a car metaphor, like you wouldn't <laughs> buy a used car and then complain because it had like a scratch. Right. Like, it, you know, it's used. Like, <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, but if the engine doesn't work, that's the problem. So I, that's with home inspections. It can be easy for buyers to be dramatic. Oh, very. Well, it's, it's stressful. It's stressful yeah. for the seller. It's stressful for the buyer because both of them are making really big decisions at the time. Mm-hmm. The seller wants to sell because they want to move on to their next home or 
make the move to another state or something like that. And the buyer, again, is making one of the yeah. largest purchase decisions they ever make. And people rarely just buy a house just because. Like, it's usually something is happening already in their life. Correct. Many times exciting things, but it's still like extra emotion that's already stacked on top of that process. So you've probably had some fun client interactions in, in inspections. <laughs> any, any that stand out as memorable? Well, you know, you you kind of see them all. And this is one of the things that we train our, our inspectors to do. Pay attention when you're delivering the information. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, um, you know, if, they, if they're just nodding the entire time, I call it the uh-huh machine. They're just uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> they, they don't understand a thing you're saying. Slow down, change your delivery a little bit. That way it ke- keeps the stress level down. Mm-hmm. I've seen people go, I'm going over the report and they just start crying. They're like, oh, I'm not going to buy it now. You know, yeah. you know just you know, see, you know, I've told people that they had a bad foundation and they're worried about the paint color on the wall. They don't really care about the bad <laughs> foundation. <laughs> so, well, that paint's going to crack when the foundation yeah. slips apart. Yeah. One of the, the things it was hard to learn at the beginning is you have to like, uh, set expectations during the inspection, do's and don'ts, mm-hmm. why we're here, you can do this or you can't do that. And one of them is the uh, clients. They're like, I want to go in the attic. It's not a good idea that you go in the attic. And um, and then they're like, no, no, I really want to go. I said, okay, just stay on the wood platform. Don't ever get off the wood platform. Mm-hmm. I'm standing in the kitchen one day, and I'm finishing up a report, and all of a sudden I see two legs come through the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> they did not stay on the platform. <laughs> that is not good for anybody. So you just never know. <laughs> yeah, it's the people that really make the real estate yeah. industry interesting. I had a... Uh, a young couple come in from France and they're buying a house here in America. Wow. And uh, they were so excited about it, but their ha- family happened to be visiting with them at the time and they brought like 12 people with them to the inspection. Mm-hmm. It's like, we, sorry, we can't have that. Yeah. yeah. It's feeling more like I, a housewarming party than a home <laughs> yes. inspection. So you just never know what you're going to get into. And the one thing I like about home inspections, it's kind of the same thing at every home, but different. Mm-hmm. You know, every client's different. Every house is different. So it's it's kind of the same investigation, just a different floor plan. Yeah, like you can use a process. Yes. But then the people and the home are going to make it interesting. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> that's not unlike real estate transactions. I mean, the fundamentals of the contract don't change. Correct. But the people involved, <laughs> that's yeah. they do. Yeah. So I want to go back to A-Action. And you talked about how your first hire was another inspector. And it sounds like... I want to learn more about the journey of scaling the business because now you have, I think you said nine inspectors and have an operations team. How did you get from you and the the first guy to where you are now? That's a good question. Thank you for asking. Uh, So it's a a bunch of different kind of ways. Um, And so the home inspection industry, even today, is still fairly new. Even though I've been at it 30 years, there was, you know, people before me were only like 20 years, you know. So it's, you know, 50 years okay. alive. And it's, you know, so with being a small business and the type of business, there was no real coaches or there's yeah there's no model to follow mm-hmm. so kind of failed forward quite a bit yeah and uh, so what I developed was what I call an 80 20 rule 
and I want to have 80% of my appointments booked all the time and 20% open all the time. And the reason for that is I'm able to get people in uh, quickly. So mm-hmm. if I can get you in in 24 hours, our phone will continue to ring and we'll be the go-to company. I have a short option period. I need it done fast and they know that they can call us. So if I start encroaching on that 20% more than three months, it's time to hire somebody. Okay. And so Interesting. That, so you kind of created your own metric Yes. to say, all right, we're... Yeah. we're Refilling too far in advance. Yeah, we're not able to get people in quick enough, but we still have to make it considerable that the inspectors that are on staff that we you know love and enjoy working with, uh, that um, they still have enough business that they get the income level that they're looking yeah. for as well, and uh, so it's a good fit for both of us. So. I, if you hire too many too quick, then not everybody the the love isn't spread. Right, right. And yeah. so, so you got to think about keeping the people that help you build your business. Okay. And so, but built the eighty twenty rule. And the second part of that is we uh, I learned early, early on, and this was from a couple of books I read. Um, the phone's ringing, and when they ask for a service, if you don't provide that service, figure out a way to provide that service. Give people what they want. Give yeah. people what they want. So built the business on being a one-stop shop. So I went and got all the different different licensing that was available for the real estate industry. So we do not only the home inspection, but one person can walk in the house and do the home inspection, the termite inspection, the pool set, mm-hmm. the septic system, the water well, the, you know, anything and everything. Everything that has to do yeah. with the house, one person can walk in there and do all of it. Or if it gets big, it's typically right around 7,000 square feet, you get two inspectors. You hit 10,000 square feet, you get three inspectors. Mm-hmm. And the, so part of the business model is a one-stop shop. One person can do it all, or if you need a couple of people, they can team up on it. But uh, to get in and out of the house within four hours. Okay. And so you're not displacing people. Yeah. <laughs> so in a big house, the cell could be displaced all day. All day or two days. Yeah. <laughs> We've done some pretty big mansions. I'm sure. And so um, so the idea on the larger homes, five to six hours, on your everyday cookie cutter home, you know, uh, three hours. Okay. And then I want each inspector to be available for two inspections a day. They get eight to ten a week, and, and uh, they do well for their family, and it helps build the business. Yeah, interesting. Uh, now, I think um, at some point, did you guys do mergers or recruit other – companies to join you acquisitions yeah so that was part of the building process as well and um so we we've purchased uh, you know i think seven different companies over oh, the wow. years as well you know because they already have an established uh, clientele and so you know basically we try to keep them on long enough to help with the conversion knowing that you're probably going to lose 20 to 30 percent of them but if you can keep 70 or 80 percent of them it's still a good acquisition and you keep all of that in mind whenever you're coming up with a figure for the right right. company how do you find these opportunities sometimes they just come to you okay (laughs) but um but you know I, so one of the other businesses we have is a school. So we train home inspectors. Oh, that's right. So we do continuing education for home inspectors, and we offer two, two classes 
uh, our two-day classes every eight weeks, and we do it in different parts of Texas. And so I get to meet home inspectors all over the state of Texas. And uh, with that, you know, just having casual conversations, and they're talking about maybe retiring soon. And I said, well, what are you going to do with your client list? Mm -hmm. And uh, figure figure out what's going there. I've had a couple of just approach me. Uh, The largest one we've ever uh, purchased was they they approached me on it. Oh, wow. so we sat down, looked at the numbers, and all the numbers looked good. We came up with a dollar figure, and we grew like 50% overnight during during that acquisition. So we, we had to kind of – we kept their inspectors, mm-hmm. but we had to scale up some of the office staff to get prepared for it. Yeah. And then when we had everything scaled right, we just rolled them in. Yeah, interesting. That's the tricky part about business is scaling. Mm-hmm. And uh, you've, you've obviously been very successful over the years, so congratulations. How do you get, and you sort of answered this, but how do you get your customers? Uh, it's changed over the years. Okay. So it used to be uh, just directly in front uh, of, of agents and going to lunches or going to office meetings. But nowadays, a lot of it's internet-based. So, you know, videos, people love, vid- I don't know why, but they <laughs> love our findings. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know. And, <laughs> yeah. And, they want to see the bad things in somebody else's house, <laughs> yes. but not theirs. <laughs> yeah. So I'll shoot videos, and it'll, I'll, I'll wait three or four months before I ever post a video from a particular house. Yeah. I'll edit it and make sure there's nothing in there that identifies the house itself, and then um, then I'll post a video. Uh, we, you know, Google Google my business. Okay. You know, uh, multiple locations on Google my business. Um, we have a very good. Uh, system that helps us gather uh, reviews, recommendations and reviews. So we easily have over 6,000 five-star reviews kind of dotted Mm -hmm. around three different Google My Businesses, Zillow, Facebook, Yelp. Yeah. And so all of those help drive it as well. We hear it all the time that, you know, I Googled, I found you, but then I saw all your reviews. I knew we had to use you. Yeah. We used you over the over the right referrals from the agents. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, as in, we typically always refer you guys, um, and yeah, it's critical you want to refer somebody else that has like a third party endorsement. Yes, and then and then you know you guys do a good job of emailing and asking for that review. You know, the consumers have become very smart over the years. Yes, during the home buy, about the home buying process mm-hmm. and about homes and that type of stuff. In between episodes, stay up to date on all things home and lifestyle with my weekly newsletter, Into the Weekend with Matt, where I share the latest real estate updates, new videos from our team, and advice for both buyers and sellers alike. To sign up, go to hastingsre.com slash ITW. That's H-A-I-S-T-I-N-G-S-R-E dot com slash ITW. And you probably grew those over time too you, you probably did each time you learn from still piling in these <laughs> yeah, things do you do any masterminds or are it seems like you're pretty networked into the inspector community so and i haven't for the last two years but yes okay. i've done uh, over the years probably four different mastermind groups and yeah the good thing about that is you um, they were all in the same industry i, I was in one where they were not all in the mm-hmm. same industry so you're kind of learning from other people and most businesses kind of all operate the same yeah you know it's just what are you what is your product or what is your service or you know you know what what are you doing and so they they do kind of operate the same and um 
So the different mastermind groups I've been, you know, they're all, I've always chose small groups, mm-hmm. and, but you know, when I say small, it could be five to 10 people. And you get together on a regular basis and you share how the business is doing. That's part of the, you know, I, we don't talk about it outside this room conversation. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so how are you operating your business and how are your businesses doing? Mm-hmm. And then we also talk about di- different marketing things that work and what somebody's tried and said, I really tried hard at this and it failed for me. And then other things that said, this one was simple and it just took off. Yeah. So different mastermind groups, that helps. I, I ask because I just, thinking specifically about your industry, there aren't, I mean, a lot of people are solopreneurs. So, like, when you're growing a bigger team or company, it's nice to, you know, know what other people are doing. And I'm sure there are people in other markets that are, you know, the, also growing and scaling. Correct. Yeah. Real estate's starting to catch on to, to have teams too. Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, the same thing. There are not a lot of teams that have more than five people on them. You see, the great thing about with our particular industry, and that's one of my selling points whenever I'm like onboarding an inspector, mm-hmm. they're, they're like, well, you know, I thought about doing it on my own. You know, you can. It's hard. You know, you've been there. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and I've hired lots of people who tried it on their own. And, uh, but uh, there's some good things about it because you don't have to answer your own phone. You don't have to do your own marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, you act, we, we give paid vacations, and so you oh, get nice. to go on vacation and not have to worry about answering your phones. So when you come back and you say, I'm ready to work, it's there for yeah, you. Yeah, there's an appointment right away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it, with our industry, it, it's beneficial to kind of everybody involved. Yeah. You know, to, uh, to to be on a team. You know, people think, well, I can make even more money. Well, you don't know what the actual cost of doing business is. And that's one of the yeah. things you, as an entrepreneur or being like on management or the owner, is how much does it really cost to go out and perform an inspection? You know, what is the dollar figure for me to, from the time they answer the phone to the time we pull up on the curb, how much did it cost us to right. get, get to that? Door it, and you'd be really surprised how much it costs. Well, I, mean, I know the cost of my business, so I don't know. Maybe not that surprised. So, for but yeah, them, I mean, knowing for, how much things actually cost, you can price right. Right. Yeah, yeah. So that for for the audience that's listening, know what the actual cost is from the time you acquire it to the time you deliver it. You know, whatever the product is right. or service. You know, because even with the service, you know. Gas costs money, oil changes cost money, business cards cost money. You know, it's mm-hmm. insurance, licensing, education, yeah. tools. Yeah. Yeah. So all of that has a dollar figure to it, and you add it all up, and that's what it costs you just to, with my industry, just to pull up to the in door. front to the door. Yeah. So then you know, okay, we got to book this many inspections to keep this, to keep the lights on. <laughs> yes. Keep this yeah. machine running. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, I suppose, I suppose you guys are somewhat like um, real estate sales where you're a little bit subject to the marketplace. Yes. Um, but people also can be doing real estate inspections unrelated to a transaction, I would think, or commercial or insurance or, like you said, attorneys. Yes. Lawsuits yeah. are always happening. So, so that's a plus. we uh, do what's called healthy home inspections as well. Uh-huh. So we have people that will call us, you know, hey, I've been in my house five, six, seven years, and, um, you know, I just want to know about what I want to know what I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's genius actually for you guys, because you can, you can have that, 
yeah. opportunity to interact with the client before yeah. their next transaction. So we, we do uh, pre-listing inspections. Maybe somebody inherited a house and they don't know anything about yeah. the house at all. Yeah. And maybe they want to prepare it to become rental property. I inherited the house and didn't cost me anything. I don't. So yeah. it's just going to generate a revenue. So they'll hire us to come out and just do a full evaluation of the home so they know what they need to do to prepare it to become a, a rental property. Yeah. And then we work with investors as well that um, they do multiple uh, uh, investments per year. And and we do what's called a, a five point for them. We just look at the five major things. They know they're going to they're going to go in there and get it. So, but tell me about the foundation, the roof, the heat yeah. and air, the water heater, and the panel box. Right. And then um, we do a lot of new construction as well. Again, I I designed it years ago to be a one stop shop. So I got code certified back in two thousand. And so we do a lot of code inspection. So we actually work with you know we have a builder clientele that we do their different phase inspections for. Oh, them nice. As well. Okay. And yeah. so they're building the home, and you know most people don't know that uh, when you're when you're building a home. The only people licensed or regulated on that site are the, uh, the heat and air people, the mechanical people, the plumbers, mm-hmm. and the electrician. Nobody There's, else nobody has a else. license. Not, yeah. re- not regulated by anybody. Yeah. People, <laughs> people coming from out of state all be like, we need to find a licensed contractor. And I'm like, well, yep. Texas doesn't really have licensed general contractors. Yeah. So That's correct. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so uh, the builders don't know what they don't know. So they... they they we do overwatch for them but since uh, we have code certified people on staff when they're out in the county and this is something that's been around like 15 years but uh, only really been enforced about the last three or four years is if you're out in the county and you're wanting to get a fha based uh, loan Mm -hmm. it has to pass minimum standards and there's not anybody in the county to do that inspection. So they'll hire a third-party person like us, and we'll go out and do that inspection, and there's a special HUD form to fill out and everything. House has to meet certain standards where, you know, the builder said, well, I'm not going to do that. Well, they can't get a loan until you do this. You do want to sell this house, yeah, sure, You so. do want to sell the house. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we can do those type of inspections, and basically it's like a you know, certificate of occupancy, you know, mm-hmm. CO. And... Um, so we're able to do those. So very diversified. Yeah, yeah, that's smart. It sounds like over the years you've seen these opportunities and said, oh, well, let's find a way, like you said, solve that problem. Correct. Which also creates more stability in the business. It does. You know, yeah. So one of the things I tell people all the time, you know, don't, don't have all your eggs in one basket, you know, kind of diversify and get it, get it out there. Because even if the real estate market itself is declining, there's other things you're doing as well that kind of you know help helps uh, helps with it. You know I've seen seasoned seasoned inspectors that have been at it you know 22, 23 years have to go get a part-time job during the decline of the market, and mm-hmm. then when the market comes back, they go back to doing right. inspections again. Never had to do that in 30 years. Well, that's great. <laughs> so if you were starting your business all over again today in 2024, what's something you'd do differently? That's a good question. I'm not sure I would, I, I don't know what I would do differently because our industry is still so new. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I, I would probably step out of the field sooner than later. Mm-hmm. So one of the terms you hear in business all the time, 
always be working on your business, not in your business. Because yeah. if you're working in the business, you're not working on the business to help it grow. And uh, my son did a really good job at it because he does the same thing we do now. He's down in Houston, and he has nine inspectors in Houston. Oh, wow. This and is like the family dynasty. Yeah, yes, it's turned out real well. It's, it's provided for our families very well. That's great. And uh, so when he decided to get into the home inspection business, I asked him, I said, do you want to be an employee? Or do you want to do your own thing? He goes, well, what's best? And he goes, well, an employee, you're probably going to cap out about this. And if you want to do your own thing, it gets as big as you want it to yeah. be. And so, um, and then he asked me where he should go. And I said, we need to go to Houston. And he, he goes, why Houston? <laughs> and uh, it's, it's the most stable real estate market in the state of Texas. Huh. Because it's such a transient city, people are moving in and out of it all the time. It doesn't have the peaks and valleys like uh, DFW and San Antonio. had some big peaks too. And they, uh, they have the highest price point for the service that we provide. So it uh, took him uh, about three years. And then next thing you know, he, he, he's grown even faster, and he stepped out of the field at five years. You know, and I'm still doing some here and there, but it's because I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a choice, yeah, not it, a need at that point. Correct, and uh, and I and I like I like the specialty type stuff, stuff that makes me think or you know to investigate. You know, mm-hmm. you know because like a water intrusion issue, you know the the actual leak can be 20 feet away from where it shows up. And so you get to like use your, you use the knowledge you've gained over the years of construction, construction design, and that type of stuff, yeah. and what potentials are, and then help people out that said, I've had this leak for four years, and I can't get anybody to find it. And I, <laughs> and I can go in there and find it in a couple hours. Wow. So Yeah, it is a little bit of an investigative process. I have a good friend of mine that uh, he started hydraulics in his garage. Okay, and he did start at hydraulics in his garage like 22 years ago, wow. and um, and then got his first like workshop, and then grew out of that real quick, and just you know purchased the workshop next to him, and just worked between the two. Next thing you know, he's in 10,000 square foot building, and then 22 years later, he sells it for 35 million dollars. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So So step out of it and work on it sooner than yeah. stay in like being the main mechanic or whatever it is. How do you manage it in your business? Because you have a brand that people know you. How do you manage people who want to work specifically with you? As in? Like if they want an inspection done specifically by you, but it's the same inspection all your other team can do. Like how do you navigate that? It, that's, a, that's a good one. So I still have real estate agents that, you know, they'll text me before they'll call the office. Okay. <laughs> it's like, Brian, yeah. I really, really need you on this one. And they'll, they'll kind of explain why. You know, it could be um, uh, an engineer, like-minded person, and they're like, I need you because you're going to think a lot like they do. And, and uh, they really want somebody really experienced. And if I can fit them in, then I'll fit them in. I but I have a probably about five agents that just Brian, I need you, and and I'll I'll I will go out for them. Yeah. Uh, short of that, I always try to convert them over. <laughs> so the, the conversion part was hard at the beginning. So like inspector number one, inspector number two, and I was still like 
inspector number three. Right. I was still doing a bunch of inspections. And um, so when I decided to start scaling back, uh, or personally right. uh, from doing inspections, it, it was a little hard to uh, get some of them converted. And again, here almost 30 years later, I still have an agent that's been with us 30 years oh, from, wow. from day one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. yeah I mean, that's a relationship you'll probably keep saying yes to just to keep me. Yes. I, mean, I value loyalty a lot. So. <laughs> well, failure plays a big part in entrepreneurship. What's a mistake or a big learning moment that you've had during that 30 years of experience? Um, your employees are not your friends. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you can have a great relationship with them, but you can't be like best buds. Yeah, you know, it just doesn't work out. Yeah, tricky. It, it's very, it's very tricky. And then when it, you know, you know, you should always have in consideration what does the future hold for you, and so uh, don't become. A workaholic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's easy to do. Oh, for sure. <laughs> uh, so don't become. Don't let a life-changing event uh, change the way you have to think about your business and what you do every day. So, uh, and a lot of people, unfortunately, have to have that event in their life before they decide. I've got to. I've got to change my model a little bit. Yeah. And and you know figure out how this isn't going to happen again. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. Learn from, yeah. You have to learn from mistakes. Yeah. So what I call is failing forward. Uh-huh. You, you're, you're failing, yeah. but learn something from yeah. it. And then there's something that you can tweak. There's something that you can change to, to make sure that that doesn't happen again. And so it was kind of early on um, when we finally went to computer-generated reports and, you know, the handwriting got much better, you know, because the computer was doing it, you know, but. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's you, so crazy to think about a handwritten inspection report. Yes. And so um, developing a library, you know, something that you can use um, that people, when you deliver the information, they can understand it. So one of the things, you know, some people are like, well, I want the words to be short and sweet and and still deliver the information. But if it's too short, the client who's reading the report doesn't understand what it is, so they have to call you. Mm-hmm. So I learned from if I took one or two calls about the same type of comment or that same area, I massaged it and changed it and made it clear. And that way, you know, time is money. If you're spending time on the phone talking to a client, the phone is now blocked, and the person wanting to give you money may not be able to reach you. Right. And uh, kind of think about timing because in our industry, this is a real thing: is the first person who answers the phone has an eighty percent chance of booking that appointment. Yeah, yeah. there's and a lot of urgency. People want to get that inspection quick. They want to get it scheduled. So, and it's uh, so if you're not answering your phone. And maybe you're under a house or in an attic and you can't take the call. Well, they're just going to go down the list the agent gave them. Mm -hmm. And the next person answers their phone has that 80% chance of booking that appointment. And sometimes money doesn't matter. You know, it's let's get it booked. Let's get it, you know, let's get it inspected Mm -hmm. and let's get this process rolling. Yeah. I mean, people are seeking certainty. So yes, they, uh, if they're uncertain about who they can find, they're just going to go down that list. Like you said. Yeah. So, we talked a little about failure and lessons learned, but also there's success too. I mean, that's part of the entrepreneurial journey. 
like for you, is there a point when you said, hey, we finally made it or, or we've, we've arrived? Like what does success look like for you, Brian? Well, <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's, I, I came uh, from a very uh, uh, poverty-stricken family, so literally grew up with nothing. Oh, no. Yeah. And uh, so success was I, I was making money on my own. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but when, the, when um, I remember going out on my own and doing inspections, and um, it was hard for me to ask for the money at the end of the inspection because it's the most money I've ever made in a short amount of time. So success came early for me, but it was about seven years into it. I was probably on my fifth inspector and um, my wife could, my wife and I could go on vacations anywhere we wanted to. And, yeah. You know, we drive whatever vehicle we wanted to drive. That's when we felt really good about it and yeah. then just kept that momo- momentum going. Oh, nice. So you hit that early. Yes. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Um, is there anything you wish I would have asked you? What do the smart people ask that I didn't ask? <laughs> uh, no, not really. Um, you know, one thing that I would uh, suggest is, you know, read some books about business. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't even have a college degree. So most of what I learned is along the way, but also, you know, reading books about other people's success and you know, kind of how they did it. And, and then uh, share your knowledge. If you feel like you succeeded and you're doing well, help somebody else. Give back. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, help help them climb the ladder. Don't push the ladder over. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because often when you're helping, when when you're giving and you're helping, you're also receiving, and so and sometimes that you know that help that you gave somebody else turns into a really big, you know, somebody did something good for you. You know, whether it was a a good referral that just was a really good referral and uh, that, you know, turned into, you know, a long-term business relationship with, uh, through that person. So read some books about business and then also give back, give back to whatever industry you're choosing to work in, you know, give back to that industry and help others. Yeah. I think that's great wisdom to share. We have a tradition on the podcast where the previous guest gets to ask a question for the next one and they don't know who the guest is. So the question I have for you is what is the most important lesson you've learned in your career? You always have to be moving forward. Okay. You know, if you're not moving forward, you're moving backwards. Yes. <laughs> it's <laughs> okay. always moving. It's not sitting still at any point in time. So if uh, you you always need to be looking for the next thing and and always try to think five to ten years out. You know, even though I've been at it, you know, starting 30 years, I'm still looking at what's 10 years from now. You know, what am I going to be doing personally? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, am I still running the business and not doing inspections at all? Or am I selling the business? But to also look for innovative changes that are coming that will affect your industry. Don't have the blinders on yeah. because you will get blindsided. Yeah. And so uh, always be looking for what's what can help the business grow next or what the changes in the industry that might be coming that's going to affect your business. Yeah. That's, 
And that's good for all entrepreneurs, no matter how new you are or how seasoned you are. Yeah, I mean, change is always happening. Yeah, change yeah. is always happening. Well, thank you for sharing that. And I wanna say thank you for joining, joining us today. I know our audience will love hearing from you. What's a good way they can connect with you if they wanna connect with you, Brian? Uh, well, we website's always easy. Okay. So it's uh, just A Action Realty Inspection Services is the name of the company. And then you know, we kept it simple, a-action.com. So okay. that goes directly to our website. Or if you were to just Google A Action Realty Inspection Services, you would find it I everywhere. Think it'll come up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you can Google just Brian Murphy. It will come up. You know, it just uh, we've we started our website. I think we were probably the second inspection company in the in industry to actually have a website. So we started it wow. years ago. So our domain name is really old. Yeah. And so th that's the best way that they can connect with us. Awesome. Just go straight through the website. Well, thank you again for your time. I hope I hope it's a great year for y'all. Yeah. Thank you for the invite. We It's a pleasure to be here with you. And I always enjoy sitting down and talking with you. Yeah. Thanks, Brian. Are you ready to take the next step in your home selling journey? Picture this, a seamless and stress-free home selling experience that puts you in control. At the Hastings Real Estate Group, we understand that selling your home is more than a transaction. It's a life-changing decision. That's why our team of dedicated experts is here to guide you every step of the way. We pride ourselves on selling real estate without the hassle. Learn more by visiting HastingsRE.com. That's H-A-I-S-T-I-N-G-S-R-E dot com.